next time you're doing that, take a look at Chihuahua. Okay, unruly crew. Here we go. Let's do our show. <clears throat> okay. Oh, Christmas tree. I'm very Christmassy. I'm very yes, Harry I can tell. Okay. I-, I tried to put Harry Potter on for our Children, movie, children. And it got said, no, people can't watch it. Mute. Yeah, I'm about to do that. I'm about to mute him. Mute. Three, two, one. It's a mutiny. Hi, this Hi, is, is uh, no, 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 Tom, Hi. Tom, why, why, why are you leaving? Who are you? I thought we were so going at the same time. No, no, we're not done. No, I go, go, I go, no, I go, hi, this is Cecil. You say this is All right, I'll and I already forgot the rest. All right, well, here, you go. Okay. Hi, this, hi, is, Cecil. this is Tom. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a left at the valley podcast.org. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud of being an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith in us. <laughs> Coming at you from Santa's workshop, this is Left at Valley. My name is Kevin, and I don't believe in Santa, so I'm a rebel without a cause. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me as usual is a team of elves over... <laughs> wow, you can't even overdosing on cranberry sauce. She does all the work and some fat guy in a suit gets credit. <laughs> Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Christmas oh. one is the best. That, that'll work as long as he's this guy in a suit with cinnamon buns and coffee. I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> she dated Frosty, but he was too much of a snowflake. Christine. Hey, I will have you know I am equally a snowflake. <laughs> Just a fact. And she thought mistletoe was some kind of weird foot fetish. Kirsten. <laughs> well, Christina kept bringing it up. <laughs> and he doesn't like Santa. That's because he's claustrophobic. <laughs> We're so full of puns today. I love it. Oh, oh. not full of puns. Guys. Like extra punny. kind of our thing. Merry Christmas. I know. This and is happy like... holidays. Ha- this happy this Hanukkah. Is... Merry, Merry Kwanzaa or whatever. I don't really know. Go down the list. Winter solstice. Yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah, we had that yesterday. So today is our Christmas special. It's going to oh be a different God, temperature. Oh my God, it was the solstice yesterday. Yeah, it was. <gasps> I missed it. But the elves are unruly today, so it's, <laughs> it it's going to be special. Too much sugar, I think. It's going to be special. So we're no, not... it's too much stress from seeing family. No, probably. <laughs> oh, boy. So we're doing a different kind of show today, again. Yeah, right, every show is a I, different I guess show. officially it's our last show of the year, because next week's show is essentially a countdown of the top ten of the year, so... Yeah. We don't have a guest, but today we'll be talking and exploring more into what Christmas means for us, the origins of Christmas, and some nice Christmas facts, and some Christmas music all around. So it's it going to be, be a nice, light, like, fun. fun show. Nah, yeah. Until I start talking about my family Christmas. <laughs> and that's try the point to, where I'm just going to walk Try not to bring the mood down. <laughs> but when do I ever? <laughs> uh, it's kind uh, of my thing. Just lessen it a little bit, Christina. Yeah. Okay. I'll try. So... I, I guess we should probably start by saying, you know, what, what does Christmas mean to you guys? I mean... I thought you didn't want me pulling this down. Well, <laughs> well, if we start off with it, we can. the rest of us can bring it back up, damn it. That is very smart thinking. How about how about we we start by maybe asking the youngest member uh, of our crew yeah. here what he thinks about I Christmas? Like because you know what? After all, they say Christmas is for children primarily. Yep. So, so child... I don't. <laughs> yes, child. Can I just says the five year old? <laughs> Are we sure we wouldn't want to go that way first? No, no, no. <laughs> Dominic, you're 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 uh, the youngest member of our crew here. How do you feel about Christmas? What does that mean to you? Oh, what is, what's your best Christmas memory? Best. Oh. Hmm. Where do I begin? I mean, besides doing this podcast, of course. <laughs> That'll make the list. Where do I begin, though? December twenty fifth. 
1954. Jeez. <laughs> You're not as young as I thought you were. <laughs> no, he just has a TARDIS. <laughs> I mean, you come from an Italian family. Oh, gosh. So Christmas means tons of food for you. Christmas is 13-course meal. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, Instead of the usual 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everybody stays up till 4.30 in the morning. And by the end of it, we're all drunk. Except for me, because oh, I'm not allowed to I was just going to ask, does this involve alcohol aside oh. from you? Because you can't legally uh, drink. Yeah, okay, I, I don't believe that he doesn't try a drink or two. So I don't what believe do that. What do you mean? That. Yeah, sure. sure I don't buddy. drink whiskey. Oh, okay, maybe not whiskey, but the I, vodka's good. I approve. <laughs> oh, anyway. Now, do you have, don't drink underage people. <laughs> do you have... Don't pull to me. Like, since you're, since you're Italian... And I'm French, which are both Latin languages. Maybe the traditions are close too, right? Uh, we used to celebrate, I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, we used to celebrate Christmas on the 24th at midnight. That's when we opened the gifts. Do you do that too? 24th midnight. That's right. Every year. I'm yep. jealous. Because we, and it's hard for the little, little ones because when we go down the list, so it's littlest start and then the oldest the se- the old seniors the old seniors the old seniors I'm using that term specifically for you Kevin because oh, okay. you're the oldest oh, I get a break yes <laughs> you're in a category on yourself <laughs> Nancy is the ancient one the ancient one all knowing and wise she's a legend yes, all knowing and wise in my own mind yes but it be for me it means everybody's together and we get to see everybody since half the family, I'm jealous, is in Italy. Mm. I really want to go this year, but mm, sadly. One year. One, one year. Do you know how much snow they get? None. It's enough to encourage me three times. What? They get more than we do, apparently. No, of course. You dig Wait, a tr- which part of Italy? All of Italy? Uh, roaming up to the mountains. Oh, okay, that makes sense, yeah. And it's like you're, dr- you're digging trenches. And you That's can literally insane. walk over cars. I love how it's like everyone thinks Canada gets so much snow. <laughs> Just for the record, we haven't had like um, we've had almost no snow where we are right we now. We haven't had any snow this year. No, I this heard winter. we had an early snow. I've heard this there morning. was a couple of sprinklings of snow. Um, I think it was yesterday or this morning. What? It was it this almost, morning. It almost I looked like snow this morning. Snow. Almost, yeah. it came very. It wasn't quite an icy rain. It was just like it wanted to snow, uh, but the weather couldn't make up its mind. But compared to last year, that's okay. Yeah, no, I'm happy. With We're it. not encased in ice, so I'm yeah, all good. Let's not do that this year. No. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. The well. next youngest person, Kirsten. Side note: We don't have turkey. <gasps> we have ham and lamb. No, but turkey's the best part. Christina is offended. <laughs> to be fair, you could keep the turkey for Thanksgiving. The tur- we the- don't have turkey for Thanksgiving either. The turkey is it, only we have ham good or lamb. If you have it's one of the more two. More cranberry sauce than turkey. Yeah. Side note: We don't use cranberry sauce. We use. Well, duh, you don't do turkey. No, but we. Turkey and cranberry sauce are one and they they are a matching pair. Okay. <laughs> They're best friends. Don't split them up. Ladies, your turn. Kirsten. You go, Kirsten. Okay, apparently I'm next. Um, Growing up Christmas, like, I don't have any sort of a big celebratory family, so it was usually pretty small. Um, growing up, a couple of my grandma's or my grandparents' friends would, always, would come over and we would do dinner with, like, the turkey and all that. And we would do presents. Me being kind of the only child and being the youngest, there wasn't really any other kids. So it was usually pretty small. Um, usually nothing crazy going on until I went to Christina's house for Christmas and it was insane. Yeah. But yeah, that's about... And now I think spending Christmas with Christina is really special. Because yeah. we can decorate our tree and decorate our own place. Mm. <laughs> with all the pets getting in the way. Hey, the pets are part of the fun. Your turn. Exactly. Okay, so... My Christmas. Before she gets into that, we had to buy our smaller tree because we got the puppy. Yeah, because the puppy needs space. And the puppy's special and loving. And Side note. All right, Christina, bring us all down. Wait, he was saying a side note. Side note. I got my dog two years Christmas this year. That was my Christmas present. That is so adorable. That's not a dog. That's a mop. Uh, What do you mean? It's a crossbreed. It's a shit zoo. It's very fluffy. My diminutive schnauzer. (laughs) It's so cute. Okay, back to childhood Christmas. So, 
Christmas in my family was the big event. Like, so I will start by saying my aunt who everyone went to my grandma's house and my aunt lived with my grandma and for Christmas my aunt would put up anywhere between 40 and 50 thousand Christmas lights didn't it get bigger every year yes didn't you get up to like 80 at one no, point no 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 the Did highest it went was 50 was it 50? technically she stopped counting at 45 but she put up a lot more so it got to about speaking. 50 and can so, you see it from space probably not oh <laughs> um so Christmas was all, and we started like October 1st. So there was months of Christmas, of just the atmosphere, getting ready for it. And then when Christmas actually came, there was about a week where family would start to roll in. And it was it was the one time where we would see our cousins who lived anywhere from like the island to the Northern United States. And everyone kind of just came home to be together. And there there was always people like your age that you could hang out with. So, and like, yeah, so like everyone kind of like had their cousins that they were super excited to see. And it was like a week of like board games and just hanging out. And like Dominic had mentioned, you stay up till like four in the morning, just talking, going for walks. And it was just, it was a very family orientated environment. And then on Christmas, well, Christmas Eve. Just to, just to jump in, how many people would that about be? Oh, oh God. Because I think our listeners need to know this. Oh yeah, right. I forgot. They need to know how many people there were. 50 people? Uh, I teach you. I have like 230. That's in one so, building? In one sm- In one room. In one room. Seer- that's dangerous. Fire hazard. Italian. That's just, what do you mean? So, yeah. Most of just, them are that tall. Oh, so they're babies. Oh, God, so, yeah. I just had to get that yeah. one in there just to have and a reference. It, anywhere from yeah, about 50 to 75 people um, would be there. And so Christmas Eve, we would do like a talent show which now has degraded into like, let's talk about our year, which I will never go to again because it's horrible and just depressing. (laughs) I don't want to know about your year. Stop talking. (laughs) Um, And Christmas morning, it was a lot of just chaos because we would do, and we would either do like a play that we'd have to like rehearse for the night before. It was insane. My aunt was insane and like, she just liked doing so much. Or the last like 10 years, it's been just like um, the nativity scene. So you'd have like the the wise men and you just kind of like rile whoever you could get into it. Huh? Yeah. So run. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, this is the good part where you can insert the clip, run. Yeah. Um, and then when, after the nativity scene, we would do presents. And the presents would encase the Christmas tree because there was so many presents. <laughs> it would come out about seven feet from the tree and like be about halfway up the tree and be behind the tree on the bay window. It was presents everywhere. Sounds it was fun. insane. It, well, the the issue was though was that some parents would get their kids like thirty presents, and then another parent would there's two presents. So that that was traumatic growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and through the years we've we've kind of like my family's tried to like rile it in to like not get everyone presents because it's insane, and it through all of this it was because my family is so religious. There was always a lot of, like, Jesus everywhere. And, like, the the thing that I didn't realize till I was older is that there were people in my family that weren't religious that weren't included. Because, mm. like, I have a cousin who's an atheist who... We like him already. I know, me too. He's hilarious. Who was never really welcomed anymore. Mm. And then I also had another cousin who 
didn't, who had a wife, but they didn't actually get married because she was, um, she's Native American. And my family, like, didn't let them sleep in the same room. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was, yeah. And so, like, it's, it was, it's really interesting growing up now and seeing it without the rosy glasses of childhood, being able to realize that in all that atmosphere of love and what I thought was acceptance isn't actually acceptance. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if you don't fit into their mold, they don't want those pieces that don't fit. Mm -hmm. So if you come, you have to, you have to change yourself to fit. So that's actually why this year I'm not, I'm not going to my family Christmas, even though this is the year where it's like everyone's coming, Mm -hmm. but this also is the first year because in, I was mentioning how, like, you, Christmas was when you would hang out with, like, your cousins, and there were, for me, that was my cousin Bruce, and it, like, I can remember every year when he came, like, just waiting up till he came, and, like, running, and, like, hugging him, and seeing him, and just spending days just attached by the hip, and just talking, and just, like, being with each other, and this is the first year since... He, oh my god, you plus seriously this song? You want me to say this with this song behind me? Yes. Jesus Christ. It'll even out. Yeah. So th- this is the first Christmas since my cousin died. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'm going to be in a very vulnerable place. And I know that if I, if I go to my family Christmas, there's going to be so much Jesus. Yeah. Well, speaking Shove to- down my throat. I'm just like, no. <laughs> speaking of Jesus, you guys ever wondered how Jesus' birth was calculated? No, no, no they I say, want to know. They say, <laughs> Isn't it with like the census or whatever the weird well, thing that is? sort of. His birthday was, you know, they say December 25th. We know that they don't really know that. And we can explain that later when we talk about Saturnalia. Side note, it was the 24th. But the year birthday. was originally calculated by a guy named Dionysus Exegus. In the pre-Christian era, the years were counted as ab ure condita, or AUC, which is what means the founding of the city, which especially the founding of the city of Rome. So if you had like one AUC was one year after the founding of Rome, five AUC was five years after the founding of Rome, etc., etc. And Dionysus knew that by tradition, the Christian tradition at the time, that Augustus reigned from 43 years, and he was followed by Emperor Tiberius. Now in Luke 3, uh, 1 to 23, it says that Jesus turned 30 at the 15th year of the t- reign of Tiberius. So therefore, Jesus' birth was the 28th year of Augustus' reign. Huh? Yeah, because Augustus was before Tiberius, right? So Augustus took power in 727 AUC. So Jesus was born in 754 AUC. So, however, there's a a bit of a problem because Luke 1.5 places Jesus' birth in the days of Herod, which is four years before Dionysus may have calculated Jesus' birthday. Wow. So there's a four-year difference. It contradicts itself. I'm shocked. Does that mean mean we we might be living in 2000 and... 14. 14. In a way, yes. Can we go back in time, please? (laughs) It's Okay. The Who would have thought? thought? I'm so confused. The Bible is the inerrant word of God, guys. <laughs> there is no contradiction. And where did BC come from? Before Christ. Yes. <laughs> but now it's BC, but BC before Common uh, Era. Yeah, exactly. Thank my BC. mom got so mad when they switched that. Oh, yeah. now I'm just sitting here laughing. In, like, the, <laughs> in the old days, so AD, they, they think AD means after death. It actually means Anno Domini, which is Latin for the year of dominance. Uh-huh. Yes. So the year of really? dominance. Really? Yes. I, I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, that's the part I did knew, but BC, I thought. Uh, uh, no, yeah, today, today, today it's BCE, or before the Common Era, and, you know, CE at the, at the Common Era. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, for we... me, I've explained a bit of Christmas before, but I've explained uh, how we celebrate Christmas. 
Uh, like I said, we did the 24th, just like Dominic did at, at midnight there. Uh, we woke up the kids. The kids will go down and unwrap their present and then play a bit with them. Then we had this kind of a feast. And then you go back to bed. God knows, it's like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. You're stuffed and you're sleeping for a while. Now, the 25th, it would happen that we have a second Christmas, which was usually at Grandma's. Yes. Now, this one was kind of special because we would bring, like, an extra gift, and the kids would receive more gifts from aunts and uncles and all that. But one of the traditions we had is uh, the adults had a, a costume for, for Santa Claus, and one of the uncles would disguise himself as Santa Claus, slip outside, and my Uncle Ray would pick up the phone, and they make the phone ring, and he'd pick up the phone and say, oh, hey, Santa, it's you. Oh, you're coming down the street. And we all rushed to the window, and by God, there he is, coming down the street and waving at us. You know, in the snow, and it's snowing, and all the other houses would open their doors and come out and shake Santa's hand like he was a oh. huge celebrity. And he was, unbeknownst to us That's kids, fun. of course. Yeah, oh, it was just one of our uncles that God. slipped out that we didn't notice, right? And he would come in, and there'd be a second sitting with Santa Claus, and he would distribute some gifts to the rest of the kids. So that was my, my memories of Christmas, essentially. Your turn, Nancy. Oh, my, it's kind of complicated. And well, don't talk to us about the founding of Rome. We know <laughs> you were there, but I mean... <laughs> I won't go that far back. Close, but not that far. Aww. But as a little Jewish girl, um, I actually thought that Christmas was Santa Claus and reindeer. I had no idea as a child that there was a religious component mm -hmm. to it because I was the youngest child in a not a really large family but I was the youngest child and so my parents had Christmas every year with me but there was no one else in the family that celebrated it so I found out about Hanukkah and I found out about the religious aspect of Christmas I guess in first second grade or something and okay. so it was kind of confusing you know that some people celebrated Santa Claus other people had the had Jesus and other people had Hanukkah so, so in, in so, a way it was nice so before you you grade one there. Were you just celebrating Hanukkah? You and your no, family? my family was secular, so okay, we okay. never. But I learned about Hanukkah because my family, my mother and father, would have Christmas with the tree and mm -hmm. the presents. But then the other members of my family would talk about Hanukkah, but they never really celebrated it. I just found out about it. So in my childhood it was having Christmas and enjoying the Santa Claus aspect until you found out there wasn't one but it was it was pretty good then as I grew up and married a, a fellow who was not Jewish and having a cousin who married a Catholic girl our Christmases became extremely traditional and we'd go over to the cousin's house and everybody would open up their presents and people would be coming and going and there was Christmas music and my um, my mother-in-law at the time would mail us these wonderful Italian cucciadotti cookies that were fig and date and <laughs> they're very dense on the inside. Cucciadotti cookies. Yeah, that's, cucciadotti. that's a hell of a name right yeah, there. Yeah, You want a cucciadotti? Cucciadotti cookies. Mm, and so my daughter still makes them and sends them out. Oh. So that to me is the tradition, <laughs> you know, that our family has going way back. So after the kids grew up, I Christmas really was more of a commercial holiday to me, and it really never has meant anything other than all the retailers are using it to make a buck. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but then lately, um, instead of gift giving, um, I, I encourage people to give to charities or to people that don't have anything. And now that my grandchildren are adults, instead of sharing presents, I ask them to tell me the name of their favorite charity, and then I give them a donation mm. in their name because I figure that's more of the spirit of what, what Christmas is. So it's been a evolutionary The Left of the Valley Fund? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's awesome. So, All right. I have a question now. You brought something up. How did everyone find out, if this applies, that there was no Santa? You know what? I hate to say it, but I don't remember. I I never was I never believed in Santa. I, I did at one point, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, "Hey, newsflash: Santa ain't real." But I have a funny no. story of destroying another child's belief in Santa. Yeah, before you, get, before you get to that, I don't just go and ruin the magic. Please, please do. I don't think I ever really believed in Santa. I did. I I remember as a child 
being in, lying in bed and actually thinking that I heard the reindeer on the roof. Oh, yeah. I remember that so clearly. Oh, and I think another kid probably told me, I don't know whether my parents did or not, but I, I don't think I was actually devastated, but it did come as a surprise. Well, I, I, I dated this girl one time, and she had a couple of small kids, and, and, and my daughter was with them one night and for Christmas. And we actually did that. We went outside and made deer tracks and sled tracks yes. right in the snow. And then we bought some jingle bells, and we did rock, paper, scissors, and she won. And she ended up being on the roof, stomping around. And I'm waking up the kids and guys, guys, he's on the roof. He's on the roof. Huh? Huh? Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but for that brief moment there, it was like, what, what, what's going on? And you hear the storm stop and the bells jingling. The life we go to. That's adorable. Yeah, yes. but that's fun. I mean, Christmas, you know, for me, it is for children. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. There's an innocence uh, there, you know, and an enjoyment of, uh, of anticipating it and the gifts and, and everything. It just, it's, it's, it's childlike. It, it's, All right. it's funny to get the kids and to make them believe, like, just I was telling Dominic's sister Madison, who's five, right, to say, well, in 1982 there was a big storm and Comet broke his le- Comet broke his leg, and you know we I had to fly to the North Pole to bring a reindeer replacement. And you, the way you tell the story, if you tell it with a straight face, they look at you and say, "What? This is true?" <laughs> and you just let the magic go, right? <laughs> I remember seeing that, and I'm like, the first thought I'm going through my head is like, she's gonna go for a straight turn. <laughs> All right. How did you ruin a child's innocence? So, the day was September something. Well, the action of Christina and unnecessarily those the left of the valley <laughs> subsidiaries and employees of Excel. Little four-year-old so me. <laughs> oh, girl. You First a- day of kindergarten. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh. You ruined a kid's uh, at the age of four? Yep. <laughs> I, remember, I don't remember. Actually, I don't know if I actually remember this or I was told it. But I was sitting on the bus. It was Dylan. And you he, ruined it all. Go round and round. He was saying how excited he was about Santa, and I'm like, Santa's not real. <laughs> now how Dylan's in a ditch today doing drugs. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I actually haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. Last time I heard from him, he was fishing. He's <laughs> like, I can't take it anymore. Fishing. <laughs> oh yeah. No, like actually fishing. No. There's, so there's I think, photographic I think, evidence. I think it is important okay. if you aren't gonna like teach your kids that <laughs> Santa's real. To at least explain to them that other people think Santa's real and tell them not to tell them that Santa's not real. Yeah, just point out, I would have done that anyway. I would have said, hey, oh, you believe in Santa? Uh, plot twist, he ain't real, nor yeah. did he come. Well, the thing is, I, I never... You guys get the Grinch Award, right? I, I, had never, <laughs> I had never experienced people who actually thought Santa was real. Mm-hmm. Because I had just grown up with a Saint Nick story, so I was like, wait, Santa's not real. <laughs> And yes, you believe Jesus was. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Here's some. You guys want to hear some fun facts about Christmas? Yes. No. All right. You guys know that the image of Santa Claus flying his sleigh began in 1819, and this was by Washington Irving. He's also the guy who wrote the Headless Horseman. Really? Yes. Before that, Santa only basically had a sled on the ground. It wasn't flying. Mm-hmm. It was pulled by one reindeer. Montgomery Ward Department Store, this was a store in the United States, invented Rudolph as a marketing gimmick to sell toys for kids. Yep. Of course they did. Uh, he he did not have a red nose because by the, at that time they thought having a red nose kind of meant you were drunk. So he was, he was also almost called Reginald or Rolo. Reginald? I fully support Reginald the reindeer. Reginald! I love can somebody please Reggie. elaborate how having a red nose equals drunk? Because when you drink a lot, eventually your blood flows and breaks some of the cap- capillaries in, the, in your face. You get a little so that's why you get like your cheeks go red. Yeah, exactly. Um, Noted. Only female reindeers actually keep their antlers in the winter. Yep. Exactly. So all the, all the reindeers should be female. Our girls. Uh, yeah. The first American batch of eggnog was made in Jamestown in 1607. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it went Sa- back that far. Oh, well, eggnog was actually invented in, in England, right? Yeah. Uh, as we said with Thomas Cecil. Crumpling <laughs> the paper. Eggnog is so good, especially when it has rum in it. The Christmas tree... I can only drink very small amounts. Spiked. The Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square in London is donated by Norway as thanks for assistance during World War II. Really? I knew that. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a ornament that they put on for every country that donated something. And since oh, 1918, so Boston receives the same thing from Nova Scotia 
for the support in the 1917 Halifax explosion. Aww. That's so sweet. Yes, I knew this. In 1914, during World War I, there was the Christmas truce between <laughs> yeah. the British and the German. That's one of your favorite stories. It's, it's a fantastic Kevin. story yeah. where they stopped shooting and they started singing and then the British started, uh, the Germans started singing uh, Christmas carols and then the British started responding and then eventually they got out of their trenches and they started playing football mm-hmm. together and exchanging gifts. And it was like, it was not an order. It was just like a yeah. thing that people did. Can and I just point it out that happened again in World War II? They had the same truce. I don't recall hearing that. Really? I'll yep. have to look that up. Uh, nor- where was it? It was either Norway or Russia. One of the two. I couldn't see Russians doing that. In, uh, <laughs> in 2010, the, well, the Colombian government decorated jungle trees with lights and banners asking really? for the guerrillas to surrender. Oh my god. <laughs> and the funny thing is, 331 of them did. <laughs> oh my wow. gosh. Um, in, in a, if you ever heard of a company called Bicycle, it's actually a, a company. It's a U.S. playing card company yes. that gave playing cards to POWs in Germany for Christmas. I want to ride my when bicycle. You soaked, when you soaked the cards in the water, the cards would reveal escape routes. <gasps> Yes. The Nazis never knew. Oh my god, I oh. love that. There was, also, there was also a company that made same idea, but when you burned it, because they were allowed to smoke. <laughs> and it would burn and it would do the same thing. Genius. Smart people. Did you guys know that in Poland, spiders are symbols of prosperity and spider webs are used as decoration during Christmas? Really? Really? Yeah. Tinsel was invented in 1610 in Germany and was actually <laughs> made of real silver. Yes, it was. Oh, that brings wow. back memories of me decorating the tree and then not being able to see any of the decorations because of all the tinsel. I know. <laughs> I know. Not this not that I'm far happy. back. There's a I'm picture happy. to prove it. The old song, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, that's a classic, sung by Brenda Lee. She was only 13 what? when she sang that. Really? <gasps> what? What? If you count the 12 days of Christmas, you know, the cartridge yeah. in a pear tree, tree and all that, you actually get 364 gifts. Uh, if you count them all. Oh. Now, which do you okay. get most of? <laughs> Probably the 12s. No, because you only get one 12. Oh, maybe. On yeah. the 12th day of Christmas. Oh, maybe, no, maybe, maybe yeah. no, because you only get 12 of those. It's somewhere in the middle. I'm thinking six or five. Yeah. Uh, okay, side note. we had Either Christmas. way, it's a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an artificial Christmas tree... Uh, and you think it's more green than a natural one, it takes you 20 years of using it consecutively to make it more green than having a natural tree. Huh. Nova Scotia is the world-eating exporter of Christmas tree. Really? True. Uh-huh. There are 28 sets of Lego sold every second during the Christmas season. That's I'm not Lego surprised. Amazing. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Especially now that they have Harry, Harry Potter, Potter Lego. Set? Can I just uh, point out the origins of Lego is from Norway and it, the actual word is Legot? It's also designed as a torture implement Actually, I thought <laughs> for parents. <laughs> they're Danish. <laughs> Legos are Danish. Could be. Yeah. The, the, oh, oldest, Chris- Danish. the Danish. oldest Christmas Danish. market that is still open is called the Christian Glebenmengen. Oh, anyway, it's German. It's in Nuremberg, Germany. It opened in 1570, and it's still open today. Wow. Uh, Jingle Bells was written by uh, James uh, Pierpont and was written for Thanksgiving, Seriously? not for Christmas. I can make a joke out of Jingle Bells. <laughs> it was also the first song sang by astronauts Tom Stafford and Wally Shearer on December 16, 1965. Oh. <laughs> nice. And Coca-Cola was the first company to use the image of Santa for winter promotion. Okay, side note. Uh, we had a Christmas. That's yesterday. iconic at this point. I mean, they're really joined. Side note. Yeah. <laughs> we had a Christmas trivia and, uh, at school, and we all had to deal with these questions. You know how many people got? Who was? Okay. Two top brands, Pepsi or Coca-Cola. Nobody knew that Coca-Cola did the Santa first. Well, you, you talk about a class of 13-year-olds. I wouldn't expect them to no, know that. No, it was uh, 13-year-olds all the way down to grade 6. So. Oh, yeah, it's okay. And younger. I wouldn't so expect them to know. I really wouldn't expect them to know that. No, all I, right. I don't think the Coke commercials feature Santa <laughs> they still as do. much as they did in the it's past. The polar bears. The polar younger bears. kids are not all that tuned in you know to, the, to, the, you know, to that pair. It's true. The polar bear thing 
It became so popular they canceled the polar bear because it was becoming more popular than the red button Coke. That's why we don't see him anymore. The polar, what? the image of the polar bear was becoming more popular than the button, the red button Coke there. Uh, red button Coke? Question. Well, you know, the, the Coke logo and the red button. You but know, the, the red, polar bear the red commercials were the best. They were so sweet. That's why. They were becoming more popular than the Coca-Cola logo, so that's why they stopped doing them. Mm. That's stupid. <laughs> they were well, supporting the Coca-Cola. Advertising is for the product. It is for the product. All right. You want to go with your list? We do. Okay. And this is uh, going with the theme that uh, Canada is the gift to the world. Yay! This is, it this certainly is. This is the one for... This is, these are 13 quirky facts about Canada and Christmas. Woo-hoo. They're not in any particular order, so we'll start with Christmas isn't only once a year in Canada. And in some corners of Canada, it's Christmas 365 days a year because there's Reindeer Station in the Northwest Territories. Oh, okay. Christmas okay. Island in Nova Scotia. Okay. Sled Lake in Saskatchewan. Holly in Ontario. Noel in Nova Scotia. Turkey Point in Ontario. And Snowflake in Manitoba. I want to Manitoba. Live there. Yeah. <laughs> Snowflake. Snowflake and, and Snowflake. This is interesting. <laughs> in, in, in 2012, a uh, very reputable poll on behalf of uh, Royal Bank of Canada found that four in five Canadians, that's 82% of the population, plan on giving Christmas gifts. The poll disclosed that the average Canadian, and this is going back to 2012, so I think it's Good probably gone God. up. The average Canadian spends $1,182 on presents, and more than half of Canadians will rely on credit cards to make season purchases while only 24% will use savings so now how much of that is for your pets that's (laughs) I think most of it's actually probably for your kids yeah or your spouse probably actually this is in this is this is kind of a fun for for people that like the arts Canadians love ballet Uh, dreaming of sugar plum fairies mice and soldiers dancing through your holiday season the nutcracker ballet is an annual Canadian Christmas tradition with performances wowing audiences from coast to coast. The National Ballet of Canada ballerinas have used 5,548 pairs of point shoes Damn. for performances of the Nutcracker since 1995. And it's, that's God. gone up because this is a Damn. little bit dated. But I think the Nutcracker, you can't get away. No. There are high school productions of the Nutcracker. It's all over the place. Turkey farmers of Canada report that at least 8.8 million whole turkeys uh, are consumed every year, and that's going up. That's 40.6% of Canadian households. That goes back to what you were talking about, Christina. Uh, 40.6% of Canadian households bought turkey products for holiday feasts, and Canadians purchased a grand total of over 3 million whole turkeys for Christmas. So that's a lot of drumsticks, wishes, and turkey sandwiches, which Mm -hmm. is good. Turkey sandwiches. And mm. we'll get into Rudolph a little bit more because Kevin, you talked about Rudolph. Rudolph so was Canadian. Oh, yes. If you were born in Canada after 1964, your Christmases probably involved annual viewing of the Animagic holiday special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's a classic. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Rankin Bass, an American production company, created that beloved Christmas program, but there's a secret Canadian connection. All of the characters' voices, with the exception of Sam the Snowman, were performed by Canadian actors. Singers really? And really? Yep. Go was, away, America. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was recorded in Toronto. So that's Toronto. Rudolph Rudolph was Canadian through the voice actors. Inter- that's a fun bit of trivia. There's there's a fun bit of trivia you can use next year, Dominic. I will offer it to the vice principal. Um, and Christmas trees, uh, Canada harvests over five million Christmas trees every year. That's one Christmas tree for every seven Canadians. Mm-hmm. So my house had twelve. 
What the hell? They weren't all real. No, actually, yeah. none of them. No, were but real. I, I, I've, I've had friends uh, when uh, when I was uh, in the trucking industry. I had friends that they would do that. They would just rent a truck and just cut down a whole bunch of Christmas trees and just put them in there in a in a reefer and just go down to California and make a fortune. Yeah, they, they sell them on uh, the side of the road there. Yeah, they uh, Canada exports <laughs> Christmas trees to uh, Japan, Mexico, the U.S., Jamaica, all over the yeah, place. Absolutely. Jamaica. We were talking about eggnog earlier. Uh, according to Statistics <laughs> oh Canada, over 5 million liters of eggnog are, are were, were consumed. This is going back, so I would say at this point probably 8. It's closer to 8 million. Holy shit. So it's obvious. And it doesn't say whether or not that was with or without brandy, but it's a lot of <laughs> It's a lot of nog. So... Back in 2011, Michael Bublé had a really great Christmas, and he had as an album the second-best-selling album back then. I don't know what his albums are are now, but even more. Are we still Michael Bublé yeah. fans? I do not He's, like. Didn't Michael. he have a special? Me. Yeah, a special this year. I'm. I yeah. I've never. I've never enjoyed his music. Yeah. Okay, he's never enjoyed yours. I know. Speaking of, I Michael, do love okay. his Christmas albums. Speaking of, okay. speaking of Michael Bublé, that's what you're playing right now. No, no, that's Tony Bennett. That's Tony Bennett. Yeah. There's a lot of kroners before Bublé. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know you're only 13, but there was a lot of kroners yeah. before him. Oh yeah. Canadians still prefer um, shopping in person. We're yes. not so much yeah, online. Yeah, I love shopping in person. Yeah, there's usually um, at least four or five billion dollars. Uh, spent annually in person by Canadians at uh, when they check out uh, check off their shopping list at department store. So that's a a, a lot of holiday sales that uh, the retailers depend on. Um, since 1982, Santa's post office has employed. Well, this year we had the strike, but since 1982, Santa's post office has employed mailroom elves from Canada, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and he has received more than 20 million letters from children around the world. Canada Post volunteers donate over 200,000 hours of their time each year to help Santa. Report, respond 200,000 to every letter. Yeah, 200,000 hours. Yeah, 200,000. God, that's yeah. a lot fun, of time. Fun fact, yeah. uh, Santa's mailbox is in Canada somewhere. Yeah, that's so, one of my fun facts I've got later on. It's way out in Timbuktu somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So which province... No, not Africa. Which province do you think spends the most on Christmas? Um, Probably the... On what Saskatchewan. Was the who's no, Winterpeg. You mean per capita or the province itself? The, the province itself. I guess it would be Ontario. Yeah. Per, ca- yeah. per capita. Oh, per, per capita. Per capita. Yeah. I'd probably say BC then. Alberta. Oh, really? Yeah. What? They yeah. have nothing else to do. They, they do. <laughs> yeah, they can't go sledding or snowboarding. Yeah, no, no, they can't. Number they two have, they have, um, is Banff. Yukon and Northwest Territories. Which Alberta is has Banff. No, Banff is in BC. Banff. Also, Banff is in BC. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was in Alberta. What do you mean? It's just on the border. Oh, it totally is. Are you sure? You don't know Banff, do you? I know I've passed through it. But yeah, I, yeah. Isn't one. it like a mountain? Well, it's like a city nestled in the mountains, yeah. Uh, in the Rockies. Anywho. Okay, two more. The Prime Minister does not want your gifts. If you want to send a little holiday cheer to Mr. Trudeau, think again. The Federal Accountability Act of 2006, as well as security protocol, states that Canadians' Prime Minister and his family cannot accept monetary presents, gift cards, or perishable items, even cookies, cookies or cakes. And don't bother sending anything else. They may be damaged during the security screening Well, there process. goes my attempt to bribe him with Tim Hortons. No, we can't, I, we, I can't send him that nice clock. Well, you could <laughs> send it. It doesn't mean he's going to get it. I mean, well, it makes sense. You can't really, uh, yeah. get, you can't really mail anything to Trump. <clears throat> what would you want to? <laughs> and finally, do you all know the the movie The Christmas Story? No. Yeah, yeah you probably do, but you probably forgot about it. Okay, The Christmas Story has Canadian roots, and in The Christmas Story, there's a in the living room of the family. Uh, it's about the the little boy who that wants the 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 shotgun for Christmas and how all that evolved. Anyway, there's a leg lamp 
in the living <laughs> yes. room, in the, in the shot. It, it, uh, it's sort of iconic, you know, with, what? with the Christmas story. And um, the, uh, uh, the the Christmas, everybody really likes the Christmas story, regardless of people in this room. So while the, the tale appears to be all American, a substantial part of the movie was filmed in Canada. Ralphie's school, the Chinese restaurant where his family ate, the swearing scene as well as the interior segments were all shot in Canada. And of course, the, the leg lamp came from Canada as well. And the um, <laughs> Red Rocket streetcars, they were from Canada too. Mm. Toronto streetcars, you gotta love them. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I've, I've got some more Christmas actually, guys. I got another. Before, I, before, I, before we go to Kirsten there. Um, did you guys know that there is a law in Britain that made it makes it mandatory to go to church on Christmas? <laughs> Bullshit. But it's not enforced. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the Statue of Liberty was actually a Christmas gift in 1886. It was. It weighs 225 tons, therefore it is the biggest Christmas gift in the world. <laughs> do you know Try who topping that. Do you know who was given Do you know who gave it? Friends. Yep. <laughs> The first Christmas was actually in Rome, and it it dates from uh, AD 336. Um, I'm happy about that. There are three billion Christmas cards sent in the U.S. every year. What the heck? Three billion. Hallmark, of course, created the first Christmas card, and that was in 1915. Now, Black Friday is not the busiest shopping day. The Friday and Saturday for Christmas is. Yeah. So today, as we record this, is actually <laughs> the busiest shopping day of the year. Sorry for all the late shoppers that want so, to push so each Kevin, other out of the way. Are you among the shoppers of the last minute that run around? I used around, to be. Do you like that last you, minute? Shopping? I don't like shopping to begin with, but now, I've done all my shopping this year. So. Fun oh, fact, Kevin already went shopping for once. <laughs> there are actually two islands named Christmas. There's one in the oh, Pacific right. and one in the Indian Ocean. Yes. Yeah. Uh, does, uh, the one in the Indian Ocean is closer to... Doesn't matter. Uh, Somewhere. I know. The largest floating... Indonesia. The largest floating tree is actually... The floating Christmas tree is actually 278 feet tall and is in Rio de Janeiro... Uh, de, Janeiro in Brazil right now. Floating? That's crazy. It takes six to eight years for a Christmas tree to be mature enough to be cut down. Oh, I didn't know that. Floating. The tallest living tree, Christmas tree, is 122 feet tall. It's a 91-year-old Douglas fir in Uh Woodensville, Washington, which is not far from here. Washington. Please tell me the decorated. Washington State or Washington, D.C.? I don't know. Washington State. Okay. Christmas season sales account for one-sixth of all sales in the U.S. Oh, God. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. What's coming clo- uh, What's coming in first? I well, Probably is first, the Christmas season sales, but it's one-sixth, so... And then half oh. of those people line up the day after Christmas to bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> Black Friday. They expect, they expect over $830 billion will be sent uh, spent on gifts in the U.S. this year. I, I believe it. <laughs> that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, in 1901, Teddy Roosevelt banned Christmas trees in, wa- in the White House due to environmental concerns. Huh? They would dry up, I guess, and become a fire hazard. Can I overturn yeah. that? Well, that was 1901. They probably have by now. And uh, the Japanese like to eat KFC as a tradition. On oh Christmas my gosh, Eve. this is the yeah. best story. <laughs> I don't know why. No, but... it's genius. KFC <laughs> saw this market and they're like, how can we like... Like, get money because turkey. Well, no, but the thing is, in Japan, like, turkeys they don't like it's not a tradition for them. So, KFC jumped on jumped on that bandwagon, and now you have to like order your KFC like months in advance. Yes, yes, you have to, you can't just go there the day of. It's impossible. Well, it's like exotic foreign food for them, yeah, absolutely. Like us going out for Chinese dinner. Don't they say that about the Jews on Christmas? They order Chinese food? Absolutely. They're the only restaurants that are open. There are are 35 million trees produced to keep pace with the demand of Christmas trees every year. Uh, That makes sense. In Guatemala, adults do not exchange gifts until the New Year. It's called Guatemala. Well, whatever. Uh, (laughs) 
The White, White Christmas by Bing Crosby is, uh, was the best-selling Christmas song, uh, 50 million copies worldwide. Uh-huh. Um, Facebook says the two weeks before Christmas is a high time for couples to break up. Hmm. Yep, a lot of stress, I guess. Huh? <laughs> save a gift, I guess. Save a, yeah, save a gift. <laughs> you don't have to introduce them to your parents? Not doing that. <laughs> Between 1640 and 1958, the Parliament of Scotland officially abolished the observance of Christmas. Hmm. Abolished? Yes. English? Scottish. Cancelled. Thank you. Um, it took Charles Dickens six weeks to write a Christmas carol. Wow. That's like fast. Like what? Yeah. Santa in Hawaii is called Kanakaloka. Try and say that five times fast. <laughs> Kanakaloka. Yeah. <laughs> um, in England, before these started in Turkey, the traditional meal was a pig's head and mustard. Yes, it was. And they doused that pig's head in mustard like fully. Like you were saying a bit earlier, Santa's official postal code is H-O-H-O-H-O, and Canada receives letters from around the world. The most expensive Christmas tree is at the United Arab Emirates and is worth $11,026,900. What is it made of? Gold. <laughs> Probably. And the most lights on a Christmas tree ever was 194,672 lights. Guinness World wow. Re- Guinness World of Records, jump on that. <laughs> Surprised it didn't blow, blow a fuse. Yeah, exactly. Probably had its own generator. Because <laughs> if that was uh, in a house, that would not last. Yeah. All right, my dear Kirsten, it's up to you. Go for it. Give us what you got. Well, you've given us a couple of facts about Santa. Um, so but you giving us more facts about Santa? I am giving you more facts about Santa. Oh, he right. hasn't always been this big jolly guy in the red suit that we've all known about. He, Isn't um, he like green and skinny? The name Santa Claus actually has roots in the informal Dutch name for St. Nicholas, Sinterklaas. Mm-hmm. Sinterklaas. Yeah. And in the fourth century, he was a Greek saint from an area that's now in Turkey. Huh? He was known for secret gift giving. Mm-hmm. St. Nicholas, the patron saint of children, was imagined to carry a staff right above the rooftops, um, not on a reindeer, but on a huge white horse, and have mischievous helpers who listened at chimneys to find out whether children were being bad or good. And these features also link him to the legend of Odin, a god who was worshipped among the Germanic peoples of in North and Western Europe prior to Christianization. Uh, and then we have Father Christmas from England, from English folklore, who brings in that kind of Christmassy cheer. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't actually come across the Atlantic until the early 19th century um, to the Dutch settlers on the East Coast, and that Americanized it a little bit. And following the Revolutionary War... Um, the already heavily Dutch-influenced New York City saw a huge or a new surge of interest in the customs, including St. Nicholas. And he was made the patron saint of society and city in 1804 by John Pintard. And he commissioned the artist Alexander Anderson to draw an image of the saint to be handed out at an anniversary dinner for St. Nicholas. And in this portrayal, he was still shown as a religious figure, but he was also clearly seen depositing gifts at fireside stockings and is associated with rewarding the goodness of children. And there it is again. Mm-hmm. And a year before that, author Washington Irving wrote about Santa describing a jolly St. Nicholas character that flew in a reindeer-pulled sleigh and delivered presents down chimneys. Moving on, we next see the next key step in securing the image of Santa was an 1822 poem entitled A Visit from St. Nicholas, written by Clement Moore. Oh, boy. Who, in doing this, he drew upon Irving's description and Pintard's tradition and added some more Odin-like elements from German and Norse legends to create the all-winking sleigh-riding saint, and that's also where the names for his reindeer come from. Over time, more was added to the legend, and in 1863, Thomas Nast created an illustration that established kind of the bounds for what the, mod- the modern Santa look. And in later Nast drawings, a home at the North Pole was added, as was the workshop for building toys, and a large book filled with the names of children who had been naughty or nice. Now, I know we've mentioned Santa and Coca-Cola, and you're probably wondering where this is going to come into this. 
Unlike the myth, this is not where Santa got his famous red suit. Over the years, Santa's suit has been depicted in many colors, including blue, yellow, green, and even commonly tan. The oh, red suit... Tan Santa? Yeah, purple. I know. Make it purple. The red suit looks to be Thomas Nast's creation. And here's where Coca-Cola comes in. Since the 1920s, Santa has famously been seen as their, in their Christmas advertising. And in 1931, Haddon Sunblom created the Santa that we know today that you see almost everywhere with the jolly demeanor and the plump body. And he based it heavily on Clement Moore's A Visit from St. Nicholas, mm -hmm. which we probably better know as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yes. And that's where we get the very mod, the probably the most modern Santa is the Coca-Cola for the very jolly, happy-go-lucky guy. So he, he had an image in words, but Coca-Cola actually made an actual image of Santa. Yeah. There was there was an illustration. Nasted had done illustrations for it, and there had been other ones, but he kind of established the bounds for the modern look. Okay. And then Coca-Cola kind of... Ran with the image. Ran with the image and based it on that, and now we have a much more... That's where we got kind of the really jolly, happy guy. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So it was based on a real person. Yeah, yeah, so they say. <laughs> unlike, unlike Jesus. So they, yeah. yeah, so they say. Hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness. That was good. Yeah, it's always good to, to, to learn about happy things like Santa. Yeah, we love Santa. All right, I guess we might as well talk about Saturnalia. Hmm? Saturnalia, man. Don't you know what Saturnalia is? The original Christmas. Well, you're going to learn. Yeah. Here we go with this. Saturnalia was a pagan Roman winter solstice, a time for feasting, goodwill, generosity for the poor. It was first described by a poet Gaius Valerius Catulus. He used to describe it as the best of times. The dress codes were relaxed. Small gifts like dolls and candles and caged birds were exchanged. Saturnalia meant the uh, inversion of societal roles. The wealthy were expected to pay rent for those who couldn't afford it. Masters would swap clothes with slaves. It was like a reversal. Mm -hmm. um, many archaeological sites show that it survived well into the 3rd century AD. During Augustus, Emperor Augustus, which is uh, B.C. 63 to 14 A.D., it was a two-day affair, usually celebrated about December 17th, December 18th. The festival grew to seven days, and, uh, and uh, changes in the Roman calendar moved the climax of, of the festival to December 25th. Then Emperor Domin uh, Domitian, which is uh, 51 to 96, may have helped to push Saturnalia's date to December 25th in order to control the wild parties and, um, and uh, marked it with the, for the, as a public event. By 217, um, sorry, by 217 BC, going back way there, Saturnalia uh, had public banquets. The Romans can would cancel executions and uh, during the, uh, the festival and also would not declare war. Um, the conversion of Constantine, which is in 312 AD, ended the Roman persecution of Christianity, but Saturnalia was still celebrated. The poet uh, Ambrosius Theodosius Macrobius described Saturnalia alive as well and other Christian emperors, and the Christian calendar of AD 449 mentions the festival to honor Saturn. So there was a time there where Christmas was celebrated, but so was Saturnalia, pretty much at the same time. Good to know. The earliest known reference is in the uh, Philosian calendar uh, around the year 354. That was the early knows, uh, known reference of Christmas itself. The Philosian calendar? Yeah, it was a different kind of calendar. Not like our calendar. Um, okay. The early separation of the Orthodox Church of the Byzantine Empire had Christmas January the 6th. And the first shrine to the... Uh, uh, to the Ara Saturni built in 497 BC was built by T uh, Titus Tadius. So it shows that basically Christmas was basically a, kind of like a marketing ploy. Uh, what they did is they took Saturnalia, which was a, a very popular festival, and people were partying all the time. And what they did is essentially they said, hey, you know what? Uh, turns out Jesus was born that day. So why don't you celebrate Christmas with us instead? 
And the pagans essentially responded, well, sh sure, but, you know, we're still going to party like it's Saturnalia. And they said, sure, you go at it. And that was essentially how Saturnalia and Christmas came together. On shows like this, of Christmas and Halloween and so forth, it's always fascinating to go back to the roots and see what the origin was and then the changes and, and how, how it adapts to different religions, different cultures, different times and becomes something a, a lot of totally different than the original yeah, intention. And absolutely. sometimes it's just a, uh, a modification, but it's always interesting to see how, how it changes through the years. Yeah, absolutely. For the decades and the centuries. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny to, because a lot of people will say, you know, um, keep Christ in Christmas. And have you guys seen these signs? I, I've seen some of them. And not around yeah, here. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> not as much as you see in the states, but you know, it, it shows a, a a huge lack of ignor uh, a huge ignorance, I should say, of the history yeah. of their own, you know, festival, if you can say that. So anyway. So you guys have big plans for, for this season's holidays, or? Staying as far away from my family as possible. I've yeah. started referring to them as the holidays, so if that tells you anything. Uh, I, I plan on spending time with a lot of really good friends and people who value me and accept me wholly as myself. Mm -hmm. Because I've come to a point where if my family can't value me, then I don't owe them my time. No. I don't owe them my presence. Family becomes, you know, when you're a child, family's blood. As yeah. you grow older, family has a different meaning. Yeah. You know, you could choose your family at some point. And uh, I, I have to say this, you know, for myself, I don't really have family out here. The Most of my family is back east. Uh, the few members of family that I do, that are related to me here, we don't really speak. So I think of you guys as my family. Yeah. No. Nice. I, hope, I hope you guys are okay with that. Well, we are family. Yes, we are. Yeah, we and you are. know what? And, and a family that you choose is sometimes better than the ones you're stuck with. And exactly. I can't, exactly. the time Amen. it is. I can't help but think, uh, Dominic, you weren't with us that day, but that one time when we went to IHOP. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of and, that And too. we're, so we're chatting around and this woman gets up and she looks at Nancy and she says, you have a beautiful family. <laughs> and, we, and you know, the funny thing is... What's even more telling of that, what's even more telling of that is none of us corrected her. None of us said, none no. of us said, no, no, we're just friends. None of us said, no, we're no. just colleagues. None of us corrected her. It was like we all understood and we all accepted it. Yeah. We did. And we that did. meant a lot to me. It did. It really did. I think I said, thank you, they are, or something like that. <laughs> and it was just, you know, or, or we are, or something. Yeah, know, yeah. But, so that, that, yeah, no, that means it was, the it, was, it. it was a really, really nice, I mean, everybody was so happy at that moment for different reasons, but it was just, it was just great. We were well, just no, it wasn't a different reason. The same reason that we are a beautiful family. Yes. Yeah. It, it, was, all, it was all a great time. Yeah. All right. Time for my rant. Yeah! I want to start one <laughs> after you. So this is Christmas And what have you done <sighs> This Another reminds me of something I want to talk about so fast. And you want to commercials around Christmas. This is a now iconic Christmas song by the legendary John Lennon and it expresses the hidden message of the season. The reason for the season was never about some mythical Jewish carpenter. As you now know from listening to this show, and it's that despite the popular myth that the holiday season's goodwill expressed by most of us is the result of the teaching of a Bronze Age cult, we now know that the merrymaking predates Christianity, their myth, and their god. The real message of the season is one our ancestors brought and one that coincides with the winter solstice, and one of renewal, of insight, of second chances to not repeat the mistakes of the last year. Humanity has had merry, uh, that merry feeling before any gods and their empty promises were ever invented. We are a social species. We instinctively know the cost of our mistakes, and our empathy gave rise to human solidarity. So no matter so no matter what Christians claim about owning the holiday to honor the deity, we know better. Humanity is better than Christianity, and, we're, and we are not merry and hopeful because of Christianity, but despite it, our holiday cheers supersedes it. 
So now you need to ask yourself, will you repeat the mistakes of last year, or will you renew like the sun and bring new hope to your life? Maybe a new direction. War is over if you want it, not because Jesus wills it. <sighs> All right. Hmm. Well, but the war on Christmas is just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That happens to be one of my favorite Christmas songs. I know. <laughs> I, I love this song too. That's 1971. 71? 71. I wasn't even born when that oh, happened. God. It's iconic. It is iconic. John Lennon, God knows where he would have went if that was up to him. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for spending Christmas with me. Really appreciate this. I appreciate it as and well. Thank you to our audience for spending some time with us, as yeah, usual. Yeah, guys, you rock. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not noise. through with my cinnamon bun yet. It can't be over. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you can find I us. Thought, I thought this was a three-hour special. Wait a minute. Come on. You yeah. got all the time in the world to eat your cinnamon bun, dear. <laughs> the after show. You can find us on liftonthevalley.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LETV Podcast. You can send us an email at leftadvalley at outlook.com. You can send your Merry Christmas to Nancy on the third floor. And, <laughs> and you don't complaints. have to duck because you if you're duck this time. saying Merry Christmas or Happy Holiday or whatever you have you, <laughs> she won't shoot you. Give us a five-star review where you find us. It really helps us. It helps others find the show. Uh, and it gives us warm, fuzzy feelings instead. Next, <laughs> next week, I'm hoping to release in time there, our top ten of the year. And I also want to hear from you guys what you guys thought yeah. were some of the best moments you had on the show yes. with us. And hopefully everything will release in time. And you know what? We're getting ready for the next year. Yeah. Yeah, it's always hard Which, to choose. Hopefully. Like, all of our shows are, are, are wonderful in different ways, aren't they? Really yes, they are. Pick, pick the <laughs> I'm super biased, though. <laughs> you biased? No. That was his whole first show. She science. wasn't even there. I know. But that was so sad. I was so <laughs> sad I wasn't able to make it. I had to work. Oh. Goddamn jobs. Well, thank you so much, guys, for spending the rest of the year with us. And uh, I guess we'll see you next year. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a scary thought. Hey. 2019. You want to hear a scary thought? By the time we get to March, it's going to be five years of the show. Oh, wow. But only like two and a half of me? Something like that. <laughs> so two and a half of it being good. <laughs> Somebody's not self-centered at all. <laughs> Gonna be a great nope. year ahead. <laughs> Guys, I give you all a big hug and lots of kisses and enjoy your little gifts that I managed to Oh my god, he videos. got me David's tea. He I knows got a me hat. so well. I had to wrestle it out of David's And hands. it has a little spoon. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's adorable. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Now let me take a sec. Don't mean to sound so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful. The thousands of children are raped by priests, and since they're holy men of God, they get away scot-free. And the Pope does his very best to keep it on the hush. Don't want to affect business. He loves money too much. We know that they love the kids, but how the fuck can we protect them while they planning to molest them? We teaching them to respect them. Respect them. Fuck that. The system is broke down, working backwards in the only action of tactic. I plan to practice now is to attack them. The parties of God's hands are bloodstained. Millions of murders by believers, and they're all in God's name. And let me take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful. That many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone. Speak your mind, time to let it be known. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an 